Today, June 15th is the last day to register to the Green Belt Certification Program on EUMDR. But if you miss this day, so look at school.easymedicaldevice.com and see if another session is planned. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we will talk about internal audits. So um, there is a lot of questions about audits due to the pandemic uh, regarding notified bodies, regarding uh, what they can do. Uh, so I wanted just to maybe go more deeper in terms of the quality management system, which is about the internal audit. Uh, so we are not talking about a notified body or certification body that is coming to audit you. Uh, how can you do internal audit? How should you do internal audit? And also, how can you do internal audit during, uh, during this pandemic? So I wanted just to kick off on this topic and help you to understand more about the internal audit. So first, why do we need an internal audit? So mainly, if you are following the ISO 13485 or even the 21 CFR 820, the internal audit is mentioned there. You need to have an internal audit. Why? Because it means that, I mean, the internal audit is the tool that is helping you to verify that your system is uh, compliant and is efficient and is maintained also. Uh, when I'm talking about system, I'm talking about the quality management system. So you have to verify that everything is working and you should not wait for an uh, external body, uh, notified body or certification body to come and to confirm that for you, you should do also the work and verify it by yourself. So for that, there is more information available on the ISO 13485 on how to do it. And also on the FDA uh, 21 CFR part 820, uh, section 22. So uh, if you want, you can go there directly and it's mentioning specifically how you can comply to uh, the internal audit process for your quality management system. But we'll dig more on that. You can also go uh, or acquire the guidance or the guideline uh, ISO 19011, which is a guideline for auditing a quality system for your organization. It's explaining to you how you can select your team, how you can audit, how you, what is the scope of the audit. I mean, it's kind of good practices to perform an audit and it's maybe uh, also a document that you, you should acquire just to um, perform correctly your uh, internal audit. Now, who can audit your company? This is mainly one of the biggest questions because a lot of people think that they have to hire um, some external body or external um, organization to do that, but no, it's not mandatory. The important thing to understand is that maybe when you are really a small business, uh, with a few employees within your company, having, uh, taking the service of a consultant is maybe the right solution because it's your, your company is so small that it's not really, um, feasible for you to audit something that you have not made yourself or that, uh, you are not driving yourself. And this is the key here. You cannot audit 
um, something that you are owning or you are working on or you processed yourself. So this is something important because, um, I mean, how can you judge your work? So it's mainly the, the point here. So it should be impartial and provide the right uh, feedback about the system. And for that, uh, you should not be the one doing that. So for small businesses, I can imagine that uh, it's really um, important to hire some consultants to do that uh, and, to, um, and to make them uh, aware of your situation so that they can really come and do an audit, an impartial audit. You need mainly also to um, train those consultants, meaning that not training them on how to do an audit, but training them on your audit process. So uh, you, they have to be trained on your procedure, uh, same as if they were employed, employed by your company. Uh, if they have to perform an audit, they have to understand what is your audit, uh, audit process for that. So it's also something important. Then um, you can also um, train internal people for uh, making the internal audit of your company. Um, it's what I, I, I was trying to do with uh, some of my uh, companies. Uh, the idea is mainly that we are training um, employees from logistics, employees from um, engineering, employees from uh, um, uh, design, etc., from different departments. Um, maybe one employee for each department that can be trained in internal audits. And the objective is that those, those employees are auditing other departments. Uh, they are not auditing their departments. So a person from logistics is maybe going to audit the design part, etc. And the idea is really to check that the process, the procedure, uh, is, has been complied by, the, by those people. And it is key and that those people are really trained for that. So uh, it's not like you just give them the procedure and say, oh, go and do it. You have also to define what, he, what are the different steps that they have to go through so that they are really uh, trained for uh, performing an internal audit. Um, you can also have, and I have that mainly with big companies, you can have also a dedicated team only for internal audits. So we have, for example, the department which is called regulatory compliance which is a department that is helping you to stay compliant, but which is also uh, going in different sites of your multinational to perform audits. So to verify that uh, the different sites are following the uh, global guidance, that uh, they are um, complying to all the procedures that they are uh, releasing, etc., etc. So it's a strategy. I'm not saying it's uh, one or the other is the best, but it's one strategy that you can also use to have a dedicated team for that. But you should have, I can say, the, uh, enough work for those people to do that. There is two things. You can have a dedicated team that is doing only internal audits, but what I'm advising more is to have maybe some uh, regulatory compliance people Part of um, helping organization to be really compliant uh, in some on some departments, in some uh, plants or some um, uh, some entities in some countries, and those people will be then also assigned to audit other organizations. So they are not auditing what they are doing within one side, but they are going to audit other sides. So it's also something where we can exchange information, exchange also good practices, because here the important, as I've said, for an audit is to verify compliance, but also efficiency. So if your system is not working correctly, you have to improve it. So by making those exchanges uh, between the different plants or different uh, entities within your organization, it can really uh, help you to improve and to um, yeah, get some maybe good practices from other uh, entities. 
Now, how can you train your employees uh, for uh, an internal audit? As I've said, if it is a consultant, you have just to train him on the procedure, on your procedure, to confirm that the person really understood the procedure, uh, internal audit procedure. Uh, but normally, they have already on their resume maybe made some audits or understood uh, the ISO 13485 or the 21 CFR part 820, etc., etc. So they understand what are those systems so that they can audit them. Um, you can also have, um, as I said, within your team, some people that are trained to do that. Uh, the training can be first, first the training on the internal audit process, uh, so, to, so they understand that. And then they can also participate to some audits as an observer. So they are just going, check, looking at how the audit is done, maybe two, three uh, audits, and they are saying, okay, now I understand how it is done. Then the fourth audit, maybe it is an audit where they are uh, co-auditing. Uh, one is a lead and one is a, uh, another auditor. And then after three co-audits, they can maybe be lead auditor. So it's something that you have also to show to a notified body that you are really not just taking any person on your company and putting, uh, giving them an audit to perform, but that they have really followed some steps before they are uh, really um, trained as an internal auditor for your organization. And I think it's really a good technique. We can talk about that at the end, but really I think it's a, it's a good technique. But um, being a, a lead auditor is uh, important uh, for them to also understand how the organization is, is working. So they can ask questions about um, certain departments that maybe they don't know, they can um, they can find some issues and maybe also as they are outside of this department, help maybe to identify some ways to improve. Because when you have with when you are with a, a certification body or notified body, normally they are not are not here for consulting, so it means that they cannot give you some. I mean, they give you some time, but they cannot give you some ways how you can improve. But here with your team, maybe you have some people that are not on your uh, department and outside of the department and then think out of the box so that they can help you also to improve improve your situation. Um, one thing also that people were asking is um, how many internal audits should I have? Um, so in the practice, there is some companies that are doing one internal audit um, per year. So it means, for example, they are planning one internal audit in June and every year it's in June, it's one internal audit and they have um, they are doing the full uh, audit. Uh, some companies are also using audit uh, to verify that they are good before a certification audit or a surveillance audit from a certification body or notified body. I don't think it's really the right strategy because if you find issues, then you'll have to open some non-conformities and then you will have no time to correct that before maybe the certification body is coming. So you have to show um, a bit that you are really um, looking at your system uh, in a certain period of time. And it's why some companies are dividing the quality management system in maybe three, four, five blocks. Uh, and they are saying, okay, uh, first quarter, we look at this part of the quality management system, second quarter, this part, etc., etc." So they are dividing that. And um, it means that all along the year, they have multiple time, multiple audits that are happening, uh, which can help also to, to not make it like a 
the quality management system is checked only once a year. It's checked periodically so that people have also to understand that they have to maintain their quality management system. It's not something that they have to just update once a year because of an, of an audit. Um, so the strategy is also that uh, you are dividing that maybe also um, dividing per procedures. For example, we are saying this month we'll do the procedure of design. So we'll really make a deep dive on this. Next month we'll do a procedure for logistic, etc., etc. So it's up to you. I'm not saying that there is a, a good or bad methodology. It depends on your company. It depends on your system. It depends on your, the team you have, etc., etc. So it's something that is really up to you. But um, as I said, the advice is not my advice is not to make it once per year uh, and not to make it <laughs> just close to the uh, to the surveillance audit that you have with your certification body or notified body. You really need to show that you are really checking periodically and that you are finding those issues and you are uh, also updating that. Okay, now during a pandemic, how can we do that? For example, you have your company and um, everybody is locked down at home, but you have to perform the audit. So there is if I can say some flexibility that you can have on your um, management, quality management system, to say the audit has to be done at this date, plus or minus one month or two months, because we all know that maybe some issues can happen. So you have to justify why uh, you cannot do that at that at that moment. But there is also the possibility to do virtual uh, virtual audits. Uh, if, for example, some people are working at the plant and some others are locked down at home and working um, uh, uh, yeah, from home directly, so they can do, like we are doing sometimes on meetings, they can do some, um, some video conference call, uh, they can share documents through a shared folder. So each time, for example, we are looking okay, to this uh, validation process uh, for uh, this procedure, where we are looking at the validation procedure. We say, okay, let's show me how you are performing the validation process. Then within the video conference call, we are discussing about that and we are sharing the documents. Here is the validation document, or you can also share your screen to show exactly at which step it is. And you can do an audit, even if it's not one aside the other, you have really some tools that you can use for that. But I can imagine that it's really difficult to stay focused within a screen, to always uh, try to read things when people are waiting for you, maybe on the other side, etc. etc. It's it's different. It's really a different strategy. So be patient uh, with the auditor, be patient with all the, the team that is doing that because um, yeah, it's a learning curve also on how to, to execute that. Uh, but the idea is really that if you can do it, show that you have put all the resources in place for that and that you have no issue, uh, You, I mean, doing that even remotely. And this is something that the auditors may consider, but please also include that on your procedures. Uh, so mention that in case of no possibility to do that on site, we authorize also to do that virtually, etc. And here are the tools used, etc., etc. Try to be flexible with your procedures. Um, 
I'm I'm always saying that, but um, many a procedure when you are writing that, so it means that you are writing what you are doing, and then you are doing what you are writing. So um, don't be too strict on some procedures. Explain that in that case we can do that, in that case we can do that, and if you have not done it now on your procedure, update it now before maybe the next uh, internal audit, so that there is a small chapter saying uh, in case of um, yeah some issues we can also use the virtual uh, audit uh, for uh, for performing our internal audit and you have to be explaining just how you do that uh, what are the different cases uh, maybe it's possible for example you do that during one day or during two days or during three days because you are saying let's make a two-hour session uh, one day two-hour session tomorrow etc etc et as i said the objective is really to look at your process it's not to say that uh, you are uh, trying to hide some information or anything you are just trying to verify that your quality management system is conform and is uh, efficient and maintained also so it's uh, it's it's the key of of this process okay now Let's say we have some non-conformances. So how we are dealing with that? I know that nobody wants to see some non-conformances within their audit, uh, which is something that, yeah, I, I know it because I, I participated to, to a lot of audits. I was auditor, I was uh, auditee, so it's something that there is mixed feeling here. Um, Sometimes when you receive a non-conformance that you think it's not really fair, so you are here, oh no, it's not good, etc. Uh, Sometimes you are in the audit side and you know that the consequence of this maybe small non-conformance can be big later, so you try to explain that, but it's it's difficult. So think about a football team. I'm always using this theme, uh, think about football team. But uh, now I think that the auditor is really the referee and uh, he said that you have not scored. Uh, so mainly we are trying to say, don't really talk about that. The referee is right and it's okay. I know the referee is not always right, but let's use this analogy to say, during an audit, you find a non-conformance, try to solve it. Even if it's a small one, just try to solve it and move to the next, uh, next thing. Um, you have also to um, understand that your audit report uh, the non-conformance that you will find on your audit report uh, will be also seen by a notified body or certification body um, because they have to check that you are really doing an internal audit. They have to check also what are the non-conformance that you find. Why? Not to say that you have found the right or wrong one. It's also to say, yes, they find some non-conformances and it's fair non-conformances. It's not like we call maybe that fake non-conformances just to show that we are, our system is working. It's fair non-conformances and they have made, uh, put in place some good actions to close that, etc. So it's just to judge that. But it's the same as the referee thing. So um, we are all human. So what a certain auditor can accept, another will not accept it. So you have really to be um, thinking of that when you are writing your report, uh, that it should be um, really providing a lot of information that it will help really to understand the situation that happened, to understand how you solve that, to show some evidence that you solve that correctly, etc., etc. So you have really to also think that, remember that this report will be seen by a, a notified body or certification body auditor. So write as much information as possible that when the auditor will read that, he will have no, no more question. I mean, everything is clear and there is no question to, uh, to address there. Okay, so um, 
Yeah, I think here I tried really to explain to you quickly how to perform an internal audit. Um, as I said, look at really at the ISO 13485 or the 21 CFR 820 uh, for more details about what is expected and use the ISO 19011 just to see what I, what are the methodology or the guideline to perform an, an internal audit, uh, which can be also helpful for you because then you can see also what kind of template or document you have to to build or to create for, for that. Um, as I said, internal audit is really important. Also for another thing, um, try to find your issues before a certification body or a notified body. You have to find those issues um, by yourself to show also that you are really using this tool uh, to find the problems or within your company and also to be really proud of okay it's me who find that and it's me who solve that i didn't uh, it's not a notified body or a certification body that catch that for me um, so certification body and notified body can still find some issues but the objective is that they find minor issues and not major ones uh, because i mean yeah Nothing can be perfect, so for sure they will find something. But at the end, you should really show that you are really maintaining your system, that the issue that the notified body or certification body that we find will find are really minor, just a small change on the document, a quick fix, if I can say, uh, which will show really that you are really providing some some. I mean, showing that you are really uh, maintaining, you have you are really managing your quality management system in a, in a good way. You have also to use. Uh, the internal audit as a tool to improve. Um, what when I'm saying that um, you have to 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 tell your team that you, you I mean what is what is this internal audit for? Because some teams, some some staff are trying to hide some information to the internal auditors because they think that this will create more work for them or this or that. But as I said, this is a tool also to improve. If you can be honest between yourself, between the different departments with the internal auditors, this can help you maybe to also find some issues to solve the issues and then the auditors will not catch them. Uh, but for that, there will be, should be really a a culture of quality within your company that the quality department is not here as a police, but is here really to improve and to help you. And this is something that sometimes is really difficult to, to put in place. But as soon as your team is really understanding that the internal audit is not here to punish you, but is here really to find issues and to uh, correct them and then to improve, then you have really made a, a big win. Um, but as I've said, also the, the this is a long I mean this is a long term process, and you have really to educate your team as much as possible. What I had seen when I had, for example, trained some internal uh, employee to do the internal audits, have seen some employees that were really happy to do that because they are learning something. They as usual, usually they are working on a department, so it's like a silo, so they don't see what's happening in the other departments. And here they see how the design department is working. They go to the marketing department and ask them how they are working on this and that. They are understanding the procedures, so it's not like anymore like a silo. They are really transversal teams, so they really understand how what is happening before and what is happening after. And this is also a benefit for you to increase awareness. What it helps also, it helps also during uh, certification or notified body audits because um, there is some companies where only the um, quality manager is here in front of the auditor and explaining things, but 
One strategy can be also for each department. It's each responsible of department that goes and explain his procedures in front of the, of the auditor. And this also shows to the auditor that your company is really quality focused uh, because you are not, you have not only one person that talks about that, but many persons. And when you have an issue within your company, it's important also that the other departments understand how it can maybe be a problem during an audit. If they never experienced talking to an auditor, answering the questions, maybe failing during an audit, even failing is is maybe a good lesson, um, then they cannot understand why maybe a quality manage, manager is pushing you to solve that or to correct that or to implement that or to say to you what you have done is wrong because maybe if they had the experience in front of the auditor, they can ask the question, okay, you think that is the right method, but are you confident to explain that to a, an auditor? And this is something that maybe the team will also think, okay, no, I'm not able to do that. So, okay, so let's correct that and let's make something more um, that I can be proud of if I can say when I explain that to an auditor. So this is really key. So don't think that the internal audit is just a formality that you have just to check a box. It can be a powerful tool for your company to change the culture, to increase awareness, to increase quality, uh, and also to show to your notified body or certification body that it is really, uh, your company is really quality focused. And I hope it's really helping you for that. Okay. I think here we covered um, everything about the internal audit. I hope it helps you a lot. Uh, don't forget uh, to provide a review on the, the different channels where you are listening to that. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, also on the YouTube channel, please provide me just a comment uh, or subscribe if you have not subscribed. Uh, I'm trying really to provide um, a lot of videos, a lot of uh, material so you can learn about that. And this week, uh, I'm closing today, so you have still a few hours. I'm closing today the a certification program, so the Green Belt Certification Program. Uh, if you have not registered, register now. It will be one week where I will be uh, providing some support to uh, uh, to uh, students to understand the UMDR and so that they can get their certification, their Green Belt Certificates. Because at the end of the week, they will have to pass an exam. It will be a limited time exam, like 30 minutes. There will be maybe 20, 25 questions they have to answer. If they cannot reach the 80% uh, score, then they will not be certified. If they reach uh, above 80%, then they are really certified. And um, I will not be yeah, nice with them if I can say so. Uh, the question will be really difficult uh, and I hope they will succeed, but I will do everything um, all along the week so that they can really uh, understand and study. So if you want still to join us, you have until today, uh, end of the day, and then I will close tomorrow, I will close the count. So thank you for that. Okay, so thank you for watching. Thank you for all your support and I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.